you're listening to the Board Game Snobs podcast, a ridiculous podcast with ridiculous hosts that discuss ridiculous things. And any mention of board games is purely coincidental. And so, without further ado, and with a heavy dollop of shame and embarrassment on my part, I give you the Board Game Snobs. Welcome to the Board Game Stops Podcast. This is Jerry. This is Enrique. And this is Gabby. That was a long stall. Yes, it was. He was busy stretching. I was stretching. There was a My stretch. Pits. He was stretching in between intros as he was stretching his physical form. I stretch because I have rolled shoulders, which I have been trying to uh, correct. My posture. You know, like that? Yes. Yeah. Because I'm very tense all the time. So I actually bought a posture corrector. Is it strap around your back and arms or something? Yes. And yeah. it pulls that back. I've seen those. And it's trying to, so I, and I've been doing various exercises to try to get my posture back because I'm getting to a point to where, yeah, it's, it's caused my back to spasm. Does it work for you? I think so, yes. There's also like that hump you kind of get in there right here if you're like. It is not a lovely lady hump. No. Yeah. And you get that from looking down on your phone, not mm-hmm. having things out of. It's why it's important to stretch. There is also. Very fascinating that I learned about calisthenics and stretching and things of that nature is that when you work out, you're basically tearing your muscles and layering, you know, more proteins and things onto them, making them bigger. But when you're stretching, you're doing something very similar, except you're having longer muscles. So somebody can look Mm -hmm. very skinny Mm -hmm. and still be incredibly strong simply from stretching. I didn't realize that that was a thing, like the calisthenics and all that. And some of these stretches are incredibly painful. Oh, yes. So that's why we encourage all of our listeners to please stretch your calves and exercise and your your psoas. Is that what so calisthenics what is? Calis calisthenics. Yes, it's your hair. I know what you're talking. Stretching about. your hair into an upright position. Calisthenics is is that? Uh, that's like. Exercise. That, no, 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 no. It's more like a. Like, I always think of jumping jacks. I do too. No, 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 no. Why it's, is it calisthenics? Why do you say exercise, but then you specify calisthenics? Because there's like cardio, which is walking, jogging. Then what running. is calisthenics? Yeah, I don't it, know. It's then, more of a strength. Then why is it? Maybe you're using your own body against itself. It would be really. Yeah, it's, a, it's a strength imbalance. You've got one job, Enrique, is look this stuff up and you're not doing it. No, but I'll do it. Calisthenics or calisthenics is a form of strength training that utilizes an individual's body weight as resistance to perform multiple joint compound movements with little or no equipment. Yeah. So a, you're using your own body. So it's like push-ups. push-ups. Yeah, push-ups. Oh, yeah. No, 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 look at, oh, yeah, yeah, like push-ups. Now he's chiming in. No, as no, if he no. I told you it was time. a strength Listen, I don't think you did. I it, did. The, the key was you're using your own body's weight against itself. I believe you, Rike. I believe in you. And I think you knew this. I just, I, don't think you, I just don't think you knew how to express it. Yeah, I didn't know how to express it. But I'm there for you. I hear you. I feel you. And I believe in you. All right. If we're doing this, I guess I did too. 
I knew the whole time, Enrique. Don't lie to me. No, no, no. Never did I doubt you once. <laughs> I've no, always had you, faith in you. You were aggressive towards him. I was never aggressive. Yeah, you were God. incredibly aggressive. I've never, never been aggressive. believed in me. Not once in my life you have I been did. aggressive. Yeah. What? Not once in my life. Okay, we need to get to this because we got a lot to cover. Oh, the Facebook. No time for bants. What? Because this whole thing is bants, basically. No, it's not. We love bands. So, uh, one of our dear loyal listeners, David Allen, posted in Discord originally, and then I, I, dr- <laughs> it must be said. Uh, he said three board games you think every gamer should try, and three board games or foods you wish you'd never tried. Post your thoughts to be discussed on this. Oh, well, I split that part. Post your thoughts to be discussed on this week's recording. So David had posted that in our Discord, got several people uh, commenting on it. And then I said, we need some, uh, not need some, but, you know, interaction with the listeners. And uh, that was a good question. But now, originally, for Michael Vinoy, I had just posted, hey, ask us anything, basically. Another AMA. So Michael said, season's greetings. Would you rather be the hero or villain in a movie slash TV show? I would rather be the villain that turns into the hero. Anakin Skywalker. Darth Vader. Ish. Okay. Who's your favorite of that ilk? Well, there's tons of them that have that arc where they are. Of the, the covenant. Of their people who are, you know, they're semi. Well, I'll, I'll use an example. I okay. don't know the answer to this because it may or may not be, but the first season of Andor of Star Wars and or, which I was incredibly excited for, the the several Imperial officers uh-huh. that I get the vibe that are like, they're not, they're on the wrong side, but they themselves are not. They're questioning things. Yes. They're questioning the moves of the Emperor. Exactly. Um, I mean, the titular one I think most people think of is Darth Vader. Everyone from the Fast and Furious franchise that was once bad is now on the family's team. I'm trying to think of somebody. Oh, but his question was, would you rather be the hero or a villain in a movie TV show? I said villain. The villain is always more fun. Heroes can be extremely boring unless you're the anti-hero, a.k.a. Riddick. Mm. So they're like a bad person. Generally, they do bad things, but for the good of all i don't they do what's necessary even though they don't necessarily want to now i know okay that archetype of the anti-hero gets me because by definition if you are doing heroic things are you not the hero mm. So, but but what means are you doing heroic things? What do you mean I think. by means? Well, okay, take Riddick. Okay, he was a murderer in a past life or something of that nature. Oh, he person. continues to kill lots of people. Yes, but he's killing the bad. But guys. he's killing bad people. So he's not the anti-hero. He is definitely the protagonist, the person you want to see. But he's also, but usually, and when they use that terminology, they're not a nice person. Okay, they're not Superman. Liberty and justice for all. And the sun shines upon him. They're more of the dark brooding type. I mean, Batman. So Batman's an anti-hero? No, that's a bad idea. That's a bad. That's a completely ignore what that. I just thought of somebody dark. Um, 
I don't know. I'm obsessed with Vin Diesel, so I keep you like even even Dominic Toretto's quote unquote an antihero. But I don't because understand. they use him as a thief. He's a thief. Yes, but they Thieving used him things that are from bad people for right. a good end. So, but he started off just thieving for himself, though. Okay. So and then they turned him into a thief for good. So he is the hero. Uh, well, maybe I guess when they say anti-hero, then using your logic, it's what they used to do versus what they're doing now. Okay. So here's my point. Uh, so I'm going to use a very broad uh, movie to, to make this come a point, point part. Here was the first Star Wars, New Hope. Okay. So who's the anti-hero in that? Han. Why? Because he's a scruffy nerf herder. Why is he the anti-hero? Because he smuggles things. He once was a smuggler, yes. but now he's a good guy. Okay. No, 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 no. What did he do in that movie? But like save the princess, do all these various things, come back, basically help blow up the Death Star. Right. But, they're, but, but, but that's what, what makes him the anti-hero? I, well, again, like I was, the, it's the reference to their past is what I'm going to say. So you think that just because someone had a terrible past, they can never be a hero. And I, I know I'm well, no, I'm saying because when they say anti-hero is generally the attitude in which they're being heroic. Okay. There you go. I'm glad now you're following me. You're following me there. So now the hero of this show is who? Luke. Uh, Luke. Why? Because <sighs> Blow up the Death Star because, But why? Because they wrote him that way. No, no, no. Why? What was his motivation? To help people. No. No. Was it? It was. Why? Why? I don't know. And this is the thing. This is the thing that always gets me. It's because everybody blankets this whole, they're a hero, they're this, they're that. And they never stop to think of the motivations that a lot of these people who are quote unquote heroes are not acting in your heroic fashion that you would like to think that they are. Why was he doing the things that he did? Why did Luke decide? That after he watched to become a Jedi. No. No. Okay. Leia. So Luke is mad because his aunt and uncle get killed by the Empire. Perhaps it's vengeance. Perhaps he's just a stupid kid that just wants to run off and fight. So he's ignorant. He has real no motivations to it. Maybe he's just after the pretty girl. But all of his motivations are not, I want to help people. It is Seth. selfish, but he's not the anti-hero, right? Mm-hmm. Right. See, that's what gets me. But yet Han Solo, if he was just a straight up mercenary that said, listen, we're going to pay you to do this thing, even though his motivations are to be paid to do this job that he does not want to do, is he not still heroic? Yes. All right. This term anti-hero, I don't understand it. It makes zero sense to me, other than that when people say it, the only category that I can take it and try to apply it is somebody who is a hero, but is not 100% squeaky clean perfect. They're not Captain America. Mm-hmm. And The only perfect example of an anti-hero, in my opinion, would be Deadpool. Deadpool is a psychopathic selfish type person who will do what he wants in whatever fashion he wants but he still does good 
in some meaning. Right. So that that's my point. Is this, this whole anti-hero thing, I don't think nobody understands what that means. It's too broad of a stroke. For me, I like it. Yes, I, uh, the points you make are completely make sense. I, I like that, though, because I think in, in general, people are drawn to the anti-hero because basically they have more depth to them. They have more sides to the coin than just Luke, who's annoying, annoying. He's the good guy because why? Because he's the good guy. Yeah. Well, technically, Han Solo was still an anti-hero, but it was when he first met Luke and Obi-Wan. Because typically, he wasn't willing to help them at first. But then some agreement came upon them. Right. Of where. Well, even. So, but take Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's like good guy because he's a good guy because he's a good guy. He just has a good heart. Technically. Was a good master. Han Solo was still an anti-hero, but then became a hero in the later trilogy. I would argue that Han Solo was just a taxi driver. He was just a means to an end. But then was put in a situation where he stepped up and acted more heroically than anybody else. Okay. I love this discussion. We've got to move on. Mm. No, we don't. We have 30 no, something no, other no, responses. Like, None of which are more interesting than what I have to say. <laughs> like, no, so I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I ask for questions from our well, listeners no, got, and I want to acknowledge no, no, no. them. We can acknowledge them. But uh, my point is, okay. is that this, this, this anti-hero thing. And you made a good point about how people like antiheroes. Why is that? Because I think because, oh, go ahead, Enrique. They don't take the typical hero approach. What What do you guys think of a hero for action? No, I, like when you think of hero, what do you think? Superman. 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 It's like boom. Superman helps everyone and everything. That's at cost to himself. To the what cost, does it cost of, him? Can't die. He can't die. Kryptonite, like but he Rock still helps him. people. Uh, Superman versus Batman. He died saving all of them, fighting Doomsday. He came back. He came back. <laughs> but, but he didn't know he was going to. I, you get you get oh, really interested. I think I'm in this now. <laughs> okay. like, I'm I'm going to have to do this on later day because I can't explain myself. But for me, gather your thoughts. An anti-hero it doesn't typically do hero-like things. Okay, of where. An anti-hero can be selfish right. sometimes. Right. He can be, uh, I wouldn't say narcissistic. So, like, say that Han Solo, at the end of New Hope, didn't come back. Like, he just, I took my money, and he left. Would he still be a hero? Like, Luke still blew up the Death Star, the, the, the whatever force. He dodged the bullet and made it happen. But but Han saved the princess, did his thing, got out of there, did all this stuff, and he left. Would he be the hero? What would he be? He would just still be. They'd a call him a quitter and a traitor, right? But yet he did more. Like all this was facilitated by him. Yes. Right. Okay. But he still got paid. He got paid. He got paid. He got paid. Well, he kept his end of the bargain. He did. Uh, to make it simple for movie terms, what you said, the the, the whole Darth Vader arc, Darth Vader is an anti-hero. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Hold, no, on, he's well, not. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He started off a villain, did terrible, horrendous things. He didn't start off a villain. Oh, well, okay. Sorry. Anakin. He did in the original movies. He was Darth Vader. Just yes. bam. Here's Darth Vader. Yes. Here's this bad guy. By the time we get to Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader kills the Emperor, brings balance to the Force. 
what I'm saying in anti-hero, now that we have thought about it for a few minutes here, and I've never given this this much thought in my life, I think an anti-hero, what we have said, is more interesting because they add depth to the character. You have a person with a dark past, they've done stuff, they do things not in the you know, bright shining light in the name of the law. They may do things, you know, in the underworld or take care of business, however they need to kill people, whatever. I think an anti-hero basically just does that arc either off screen at the beginning of the movie, or they get there much faster. Therefore they're the anti-hero because they were bad, but now they're the good guy. Darth Vader was bad. Uh, he was good, but then bad. And then he was a good guy again. I think it's just a faster version of that. So, so you're saying if we started off a movie, let's mm -hmm. say the first movie we got to was return of the Jedi. That's mm -hmm. the first movie we got to mm -hmm. let's say Darth Vader does not die. Right. Or Anakin doesn't die. Oh, I threw the emperor down, but yeah. he still survives, continues the rest of the movie. He did all these bad things. Dark. I think he would be the anti-hero of the next movies. Vader would be. Well, now recovered back into Anakin. Okay. So, here is my thought on that, and 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 you you go out there and and you do what you want to with this because this is this is a thing that for which only I hold this opinion. So, Anakin was a good guy, right? Yes. Okay, and then he fell was away he? to the dark side, right? Yes. Okay. Was he ever good? He killed the entire everything the order of all this stuff what for why did he why did he go nuts and say i'm gonna kill the temple the jedi temple and just go insane? rage no no why no, for who for the Padme. Emperor. no 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 for who padme you mm. said that like you were shocked like you didn't know that's why he did it no i'm just asking no you watched it you know it was for padme the, yeah. He did not like the emperor that much. Yeah, he didn't care. It had nothing to do with it. Did you watch? Did you even watch the Star Wars the prequels? Yeah, you're making it more than it was. What do you mean? He, it wasn't more. He than killed it was. Padme himself. No, he didn't. He did. No, he did not. What? No, you're right. I swear, her lost love killed her. I'm about to take you to the emergency room <laughs> and have something scanned because you are uh, her lost love. <laughs> no, no. Why did he? Why did he join up with pa with Palpatine? To protect Padme. Exactly. He killed off everybody for his wife. She's pregnant. Here's his thing. He's all about it. Right? For mm -hmm. her, for his mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why did he kill the emperor? For family. For family. Mm -hmm. So was he thinking, I'm going to, now the, the emperor is suddenly awful person and I don't like the empire and all this? No. No. He acted the same way that he did then. Then when he killed the emperor, it was the same thing. It was all based on a reaction to protecting his family. Correct? Yeah. Correct. Okay. So there was no motivating pa power of, I'm going to do this for the greater good. Anakin acted in that realm as selfishly as he has always done, doing something to protect what he feels like, this is what I need to do to protect my family. But here's where you run into an issue. Okay. Is your reasoning and the writing of a movie? Okay. No, no, that is the writing of the movie. I know, but by your reasoning, that doesn't make you a good person. 
to act in a way selfishly for family, whether it's for the greater good or the not. Well, well, wait a minute. Wait because now. you're that, saying Anakin killed now. everyone. He did. For, for his, Padme. For his yes. family. Yes. He, he was to protect protect her. So was that something to become force ghost worthy? No. Uh, no. And here it is. Everybody who doesn't give it a second thought assumes the force ghost thing is a good and bad thing. And it is not. You're looking at this as the same black and white way that everybody is. Just because he was able to be standing there next to Obi-Wan and everything, that this was somehow a redeeming quality or that this was a symbol that he is somehow on the good side. And I would argue that that is nebulous enough even in the... That's how it's presented for the masses. And And unless you're going to go into all this other legendary stuff... I'm just saying. There's never a Sith ghost. Oh, technically, like if we're going to branch no, off. No, no, thing, that's what I'm saying. But you're ha- branching. No, not branching. I'm talking about the core movies that presented this universe in a way where these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. Well, technically, the animation for Star Wars, the prequel wasn't a branch off. It was mainly a extension. Are you, did you, are you talking about Clone Wars? Yeah, no, Clone no, no, Wars. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, did you watch... The st- I, I'm I'm the last Star Wars, the last Star Wars movie, and you have the audacity to say there was never a Sith Sith Force ghost. Who was a Sith Force ghost? I'm not going. The, the the whole auditorium that was there with Palpatine. I swear you're going to have to. We'll get oh, your yeah. memory check. No, no, wait. So wait, yes. wait, wait. Was, yes. was it the whole premise thought, of this? Hold up. Hold yes, up. I didn't. Hold up. Yes, I swear you haven't watched these. Yes. So my point is, is that the overall factor of him being a good guy or a bad guy is based on what action? Murder. Right. So from your standpoint, Anakin is somehow redeemed by killing an emperor, which he didn't do for any other reason other than to protect his family, protect his son. That was the motivating thing. That is what is depicted in the movie. Well, no. Yes, it is. No. Well, hold on. Because you see him. He's reasoning within himself. Basically, why What's why am I doing this? What's going on? Because he's watching the emperor electrocute Luke. Yes. And he sits there and he looks at the emperor. He looks at Luke. He looks at Luke. He takes a sweet time. Yeah. Let Luke, oh, dad. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And he looks back at the emperor. Yeah. So then, like, he's coming to this conclusion within himself of, you know what? I think I've been wrong this whole time. Right. And protected his son. Well, he protected his son, but I think he also came to the conclusion of, what have I been doing? I mean, I think he comes to the conclusion of, I'm not going to be this wicked person anymore. And then then kills a guy. Right. (laughs) So my my point being is, is that. And there's also the likelihood that George Lucas didn't write any of this with this sort of depth in mind. Well, I mean, I'm sure that he had thoughts on it of what was going and so forth. But the same thing is true is that at what point, what did he do to be using your logic? He did all these terrible things, killed children, burnt the temple, caused 
umpteen murders and genocide and things all throughout this years of him being Vader. But in this one action, he's now good. But that occurs in movies and TV shows quite a bit. There is a show, The 100, where there basically was no, like, you had got good people doing horrendous things right. throughout this show. Right. One of the main characters of the show, one of his big arcs was he started following this one guy, kind of went down this dark path, murdered a whole bunch of people, and then, like, the next season spent in redemption mode of trying to be a good person again. Okay. It is, I mean, it's just... I, that's what I'm saying. I think it's like when we say anti-hero in my mind, I'm just thinking to skip a three movie arc for somebody, which is bam, they're an anti-hero. Why? Well, you kind of get the idea. They have done some shady things in their past. Okay. So your idea is simply, and this is, this is what I would, this is what I would propose is that the term anti-hero is just your Pre your presumption that this person is not your typical hero. Uh, it's they're not a paragon, correct? Right. So this person does not fit this mold of what we think a hero would be. Captain America, right. Superman, right? These people we hold in high regard. Captain America, even less so because he has okay. killed people. So basically, yeah, anybody who is not fictional. <laughs> Or is written in any humanized way would be an anti-hero. Correct. Okay. Could be. That's why I don't like that term. But uh, but but it's there. I know, but it doesn't I, mean anything. But it does. It 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 does for, for when you go into a movie and you know there's an for me and that's you're getting way you're getting very deep bogged down. But for the Average moviegoer, if you say anti-hero, okay, I know you're going to have a Dominic Toretto or Han Solo as opposed to a Captain America or a Superman. Right. So you're going to have somebody with... All that is is that with some nuance. Exactly. You're going to have someone with nuance to them. So if there's any anti-hero, there's probably a little bit of writing in this show. Correct. And some imagination. Uh, Almost any good show, they're all anti-heroes. There's all this gray area. Okay. Well, there you go. Would you call? That's why I don't watch Marvel. But no, w- would you call? I would. Then you would answer. Ethan Hunt, an anti-hero. Ethan Hunt? Yeah. Uh, No, because even when he, you know, I wouldn't. I think he's straight up hero. However, despite that, I like the depth and character they've given him in these movies. I don't know what depth. I, I, I'm like, I, I'm puzzled. Just the, the. The way that he has dealt with all these betrayals, he's protecting his wife. Yeah. He's got all this stuff going on. But he's very. These hard decisions he has to make. Yeah, but he's very. And even though I think they give. Okay. we have, He's not an anti-hero. We've got to. No, no, I agree. To me, he's a straight up hero. Right. And I like him, even though I don't normally like to what you said, yeah. the nuance. Yeah. I don't normally like heroes. Yeah. I like the anti guy because it's got a little bit of edge yeah. to him. But I, I th- like Ethan Hunt. I think it's funny that the heroes that anybody likes are always these people, even with yeah. even with Luke. It's the person Luke, nobody really liked him until he went further, further down. Until he started wearing black. Yeah. Like until he He's started getting some personality. Yeah. Ex- that's exactly personality. You got to have some personality. You got to have some age. Yes. 
which is why I think it's very fascinating that we like heroes of that nature that have a past or they themselves are willing to do these various things and redemption arcs, so forth and so on. But yet, from a societal standpoint, that would never work. No. Somebody who's on Twitter and said something dumb a decade ago. Made a they're, huge mistake. They're canceled. Canceled. There's no, there's no arc <laughs> of that. I think that's fascinating. Han Solo would have been canceled. Luke would have been canceled. He kissed his sister. Han did drugs. Incestuousness. Han, Han did drugs. Who Let's, else would have been? Dominant Toretto canceled. Uh, any anti-hero. Lando was a pimp. <laughs> well, let's just say it. Let's just say it. Canceled. Okay. Yes. All right. He had a cape. Kirk? Mm-hmm. Philanderer. Hey, that was so much harassment went on the Enterprise. <laughs> there is no yes gone. Scotty um, was canceled. A drunk. Canceled. All of these people would be canceled. All these anti heroes canceled. So I'm just saying. But in real life, I mean, but in the movies, love it. I know. I just find that fascinating. Okay. But I don't like this. Why I don't like the term anti hero. So anybody, a, a, please, everybody, Max Maximilian, all y'all. Send boardgamesnobs at gmail.com. Oh, if Max still yeah. listens, he will have loved that discussion. He'll, no, I'm getting, I feel the, I feel the emails coming. <laughs> I can feel it in my bones. No, no, no. I, I'll, I'll look up some more info. I swear I can find the I stepped off in okay. there. Okay. I, so we've, let's move on. Although Soul Train did say to uh, Michael, every good villain is the hero of their own story. They are. That's which is good, true. That is a good quote. Hassan Dervish, in regards to the three board games you think every gamer should try and three board games or foods you wish you'd never tried. Hassan Dervish said, I don't think there's such a thing as a game you wish you'd never try. Otherwise, you wouldn't know if you hate it. Turning to three board games every gamer should try. Good job. Assuming there are already gamers. Out of the ones I've played would be Beyond the Sun, Great Tech Tree, The King is Dead, Limited Actions, and Tight Love Indirect Combat. And Haven, because it never gets mentioned. That's g- true, because I've never heard of Haven. Have you? Mm, sounds familiar. David Allen got back at Hassan. He said, don't try to weasel your way out of this, pal. Now you got to pick three foods you never wish you tried. And Hassan says, okra, okra, and okra. Boy, he's striking at the heart of us from Oklahoma here. Each time I tried, ho- I hoped it'd grow on me atrocious stuff. It is pretty rough. David said, I've had pickled okra and it wasn't so bad, but if I never have it again, I'm not going to cry about it. Okay. Uh, I love okra in all forms. I like it baked. I like it pickled. I, I, the, the greasy, waxy thing about it. I don't care. I like it stewed with tomatoes. I will take okra any way you give it to me. I will eat it fresh out of the garden. That's the best way, actually. Brian Levicoli said... I took my honeymoon to Japan and stayed with family outside Nagasaki. The night we arrived, we went to this little bar with, uh, I don't know how to say this word, izakaya food, and I was presented with okra. I chewed it behind the most uncomfortable smile for an eternity. I literally, Brian Levicoli, he said, I literally died. <laughs> Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Are you writing to us from the, are you a force ghost? He's dead. <laughs> he is. I literally died. I literally died. Oh, damn, Brian, come on. Okay, moving on. Michael, we discussed your stuff enough. I'm going to skip your three. Sorry. David. Okay, David, the founder of the question. Three to try. Cryo. Love it. Champions of Midgard. Meh. Amon Ray. We have that. Have never played it. I'm in it's right there. And it's been on the shelf for years. I like to look at it, though. <laughs> Just like looking at it. Three games to avoid, but one is actually arguably a food. 
Cards Against Humanity. I've never tried it. Don't care. Power Grid. It's we we liked it back in the day. It's but all right. The last time we played it, I I was not so much. About I was it. done with it. And Hakari fermented Greenland shark. Mm. I hear that's one of the worst foods ever. <clears throat> okay, uh, moving along here. So Train says three games everyone should try. High Society, agree hundred percent. Quacks, never played it. Honda Tectonica. Tectonica. You're right. Regretful games to avoid if you like fun. Merchants of the Dark mm. Road. Merchants of the Dark Road. Mm-hmm. Formula D and Dwellings of Eldermen. Formula Day. I do. I had Formula D. I owned it. I played it twice and said I don't care for this game. Heat has blown Formula D out of the water. Right. Oh yeah. As I predicted back in the day that it was going to be the hot. Back in the day. And it was back in the Formula Day. It was still very much. Brian back at it. Brian Levicoli says three to try. Project Elite. Real mm-hmm. time can be fun. Love that game. Jerry has my minis. I don't know if you're still painting them or what. I'm in the process of painting a bunch of stuff. Hand of Fate. Never heard of it. A criminally overlooked game that seemed to sink a company based on a great video game with Eno Tool Art before Eno Tool Art looked like Eno Tool Art. The Hand of Fate is a, a Steam game. And Kimmet. Come on. Three that should die, according to Brian Levicoli. Betrayal, Carnegie, Waylanders. Wow, he went hard. Okay. And then there was a discussion about Mole. I'm not, I don't know about Mole. It's, it's mole. disgusting. Isn't Enrique. It, it's, no, it's from Wait your people. But no, it's, huh? it's, it's mm-hmm. stomach lining, isn't it? No, it's a sauce. What's the stomach lining? Why am I blanking on it's that? It's not lingua. That's tongue. It's not, oh, trepa. I think No, trepa. it's not trepa. What did your dad always order? Uh, what, uh, oh, what? Oh, that big bowl? Yeah, what's in the bowl? Oh. Oh, what? It's, I think it's, it's trepa. No, it's not trepa. Menudo? Menudo. Man, okay. That Menudo. Might be right. It's what it is. No, mole is a sauce that has like, I don't know what it's made from. There's some chocolate in there. I've never had a good one. There was a lady I knew straight from Mexico, had us over, fried some chicken, made some chicken, made some mole. Whoa. That's a mole. So I tend to agree on the mole talk. Okay. Jesse Jones, three to try. And there are associated foods to try. Interesting. High society, escargot. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Azul, piri piri chicken. Okay. Innovation, microwave popcorn. Three to avoid, flux. It's like eating borax. Lost Ruins of Arnak, 100% monkey brains. A feast for Odin, two hours of all you can eat herring buffet. I could do with never playing Flux. I've played Lost Ruins. I don't mind it. A Feast for Roden, it seems like too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So when am I going to do my three? Go ahead. Do you have three? I do not. I didn't. I haven't thought about it. Okay. So when that question came up, when three games you wish people would play or give a try or two or whatever, that, that wording of it threw me off because I think of everybody, I think it has to be something that's accessible. Because naturally, if you ask me games that I wish everybody would try, well, I want to make sure everybody would play Brass at least once or Barrage or something of that nature. But thinking of that and using that metric in my head of something that would maybe not be an entry-level game but be accessible, first off, I would like everybody to play Barony, number one. Okay. Just simply because I know the simplicity of that. It's a game for which I have always enjoyed, and 
it's nobody recognizes it. You know, it's 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 kind of something that's outside the the norm now for quite some time. So Barony definitely was one. Uh, the other one that came to mind when I was thinking about this, I believe. Let me look here on the shelf. Why is it not coming to me? It was uh, High Society was another one, but High Society has been around for quite some time. But I still think that people don't um, give it a try. I would, I would, if I, I, I switch out between High Society and uh, um, Modern Art just simply because those are two games that are bidding games. And I think people who don't like bidding. Those two games kind of break you of that, like it, like like Barony's the area control type thing, and and the, the bidding aspect there of of high society and modern art. Well, my, my third one is this is driving me insane because it was one that I I thought about and it was a really good one too. Well, and I, that it is an interesting question because of three things games you think everyone should try. Well, you could just pick your favorite top three of all time, right? But that's not something. Yeah, according to your yeah, thing, it's, like it's not, it's not going to appeal to everybody. One I think everyone should try is Mafia or Werewolf, whatever you consider, whichever yes. version of that. It's easy. It in, you can include almost anyone, children, young, old, and it's just the social deduction game of Mafia and or Werewolf, whichever version you prefer. It's the same game. It's there is an exclusion factor once you get voted out, but that game is my introduction to mafia just blew my mind. Like I've never played that style of game before. And I didn't know that style of game was possible. Other than that, going into board games, I was tending to viticulture keeps popping to mind because for me, that's like, it's a, a quintessential, quintessential worker, worker placement. placement. Even though I think you can move past it and get bored with it. I believe so. It's still good. Like, I can't stop thinking about viticulture in regards to this question of three. So I guess I will toss that in there. And then I, so I've got a social deduction. I've got a worker placement. I probably would use something like high society, something, you mm-hmm. know, very card based, quick and fun. I would also say in terms of food, duck, because I've been duck hunting a lot here lately, simply because I love duck. And you can't buy duck around here, but duck is a very um, acquired taste, I would say. Duck, people who don't like blue cheese, you need to give blue cheese a better try. So does duck have no relation in taste to even dark meat chicken? It's like liver. It's more along the line of liver. But it is dark meat. That's an organ, though. It's not. It's not. I don't like liver. Why don't you like organs? I don't like liver. Do you not like Bach? Uh, I grew up, mom would make liver. I'd be like, oh my God. But uh, people don't like blue cheese for some reason. Oh, I love blue cheese. I, I, I find people all the time that hate just straight up blue cheese, not the cream, like the dressing. I make my own blue cheese dressing. Just the blue cheese as a whole. And um, I, in regards to this question, to throw something out there, I would say pandemic, a cooperative game that'd be easy for everyone to play. I'd say Royals before I'd say Pandemic. Oh, Royals because came to mind, I too. I don't That's like, a good I, don't, I think cooperative games. I mean, of course, but yeah, Royals would be another one. E- either way, this is a good question, but games for which you don't, and I, I could see people pushing back going, why you know, games you wish you hadn't played? I think that there are games, when someone asked me that question, of course, I can't think of any games that come to mind that I was like, this was stupid. 
I wish I hadn't played it because that does make the point of like, you have to play it before you know you don't like it, even though sometimes you just kind of know. Or you can just say, if you could go back in time and not waste your time with this game. Well, when I think of that rules question, question, of course, I, I went a little too deep on it of thinking about games that I, I'm thinking of games that I had played at the wrong time. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, for instance, Mage Knight is a game by Vlado Shavala that's gotten an Ultimate Edition reprint. Not a lot of people remember that there was a reskinning of that Star Trek Frontiers, I believe. It was basically Mage Knight, but Star Star Trek. I was not into the fantasy realm type thing, you know, the fantasy type setting, but Star Trek was something that certainly caught my attention. I got a hold of a copy of Star Trek Frontiers back when I got into board gaming. It is incredibly heavy. It is just as heavy as Mage Knight. And this was back before I had really gotten into hobby gaming again. And I attempted to learn and solo Star Trek Frontiers and spent a lot of time trying to get into it. And I just wasn't ready for it. I, I was. I, it would. It would be like somebody just buying this. You going from playing target games and then going and buying this heavy game and going. I'm going to try to learn this. I regret it because as soon as I got frustrated with it, I sold it. And I regret selling it because I think if I had it today, I would play it. So I, there's there's timing, I would say, is that there's some games that I wish I had not. I had not played this game at this time because I it burned me and I got frustrated with it and I sold it. And now looking back, it's like, no, I would play that game and I'm sure I would like it. But finding it is is you'll never find it. The same thing with uh, Battlestar Galactica, the board game. We played that. You had all that. I remember thoroughly enjoying it one time. We had one bad round of it and you sold it. And I remember at the time thinking, oh, whatever, you know, but that experience is not out there. And that game is way out of print. Uh, I think I wish we hadn't played that game so early on because I think we didn't quite appreciate what it was trying to do. And when we had one bad game of it, we were done with it when really we should have held on to that. Um, I'm, I wouldn't say you're wrong to that, although that was a three hour game and that just style but, of game. But, to- but now, I mean, we like, yes, we, there are lighter games that we like and enjoy and go through and it's, it's not so thank you, but we still enjoy those occasionally yeah. long event games. I, I was, and that's, uh, that's another podcast I want to have is the short card games versus the chaos orders, the twilight imperiums of the right. world. But we're okay. We're getting off topic. What was the topic? What were you saying? I was just going on about playing games at the wrong time, and you okay, were reading so, stuff from Facebook and not paying attention. No, I was looking at my games that I've played and the games that we DNF because I was trying to think of some that I wish I had. I wish I hadn't wasted time on. No, I don't waste. There's not a game I've ever played. I'll give you a good example. We'll talk about one we DNF'd just today. Okay. So Pegaspiel Games, the boldest. Now, The Boldest is a game that I have seen for a long time. It came out, uh, had some very nice artwork on it. Pegaspiel is a respected company. The theme of this game is like post-apocalyptic kind of, steampunk kind of. You're all out in the forest and you're sending your, your teams out to recover artifacts and fight and so forth. This game was, when it came out, it was very expensive. I remember it was like 50, 60 bucks when this big box game came out. Oh, my God. I can't imagine paying that for that game. And I, and then it went away. Like, I couldn't find it for a while. 
And then I kept seeing it pop up in weird places. Well, I got it on sale, got it at the virtual flea market. Somebody sold it to me, cheap. And I thought, you know what? I want to give this a try. I looked at the rule book. Okay, seemed I was open to it. Very basic game. You have a hand of cards that represent either warriors or or hunters or cooks or technicians. You have a little screen and all these players use your big hand of cards to lay down stacks of people that you're going to go into the woods and hunt and do these various actions. And everybody reveals their hands. And if you're the first expedition and you put down all your soldiers in that one, well, then you're going to send your soldiers out to go and hunt and get cards out of this tableau but if somebody else also on during their first expedition put warriors well then it's whoever has the most warriors gets to go and the other people stay at camp that is essentially the game you're just going out getting cards that have victory points on them or cards that you use to help you get other cards that have more victory points on them rinse dry repeat for five rounds this game is incredibly boring i see why it was rated so poorly and i have no idea why this is a big box game this could have been a very small box game with less cards and less everything and done the same thing very easily. Uh, So very disappointed in this game. But do I regret? And a matter of fact, I was the one that said halfway through the game, we've we've seen everything that this game does. There's nothing waiting for us. It doesn't get any harder. It's going to be just as dull now. In in an hour, it's still going to be dull. Let's just stop. We stopped. I did not regret it. I don't regret buying this game. I don't regret playing this game because I've mentioned time and time again that there's certain me- mechanisms that I find fascinating because I've always kicked around of, of designing a game at some point in time or trying to find a game that that scratches a certain itch. That is this idea of having a team, building a team, sending this team out to do something, this team facing adversity, coming back, so forth, so on. That That type of mechanism and thing so that any game that does that I'm just learning what I like about it, what I don't like about it. Was this game a waste of time? Not to me. Do I, I mean, you just can't find out until you played it. What about Machi Koro? Uh, so Machi Koro was completely and totally dull to me. I understood the mechanism quickly. You're just rolling dice and seven's the most, obviously you're going to, this thing's going to activate because this is the most likely thing you're going to roll. I found I, that that is a, such a basic mechanism and with, with no interaction with people that it didn't care. So do I wish we would have DNF that game? Yes. Do I regret playing it? No, because it opened my eyes to what people think is such a great popular game. When you take something that is very basic, people well know about it, but yet you just retheme it, add a little something to it. And there you go. There's your game. I was fascinated that 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 was such a popular game and that huge. Top, now you don't hear about it anymore. Well, no, well, because everybody played it. Everybody's on the space base, and they're done with it. I'd love to play space base. Yeah, I played it on BGA. Brandon Haynes should try Tyrants of the Underdark on nope. the Teutonica. Uh, he's write a bunch of uh, you know uh, flavor text to his picks. Uh, Paladins of the West Kingdom. But I think Raiders of the North Sea is something everyone should check out. Three board games I wish I never tried. Bears versus Babies. Never heard of it. He says mass market drivel. Valhalamas? Valhalamas, yes. It was a Kickstarter that no one has heard of. And there's a reason for that. Right into 4.3 on BGG. And Red Shirts. Star Trek knockoff. Never heard of any of those on that should not play list. 
Ryan Maxwell. Ryan Maxwell. Three to try. Shifty-eyed spies. He says, never laughed as hard during a game as I do every time I play Shifty-eyed spies. Never heard of that one. Merchant's Cove. Eclipse or Twilight Imperium. So he went. Shifty-eyed spies. Three, I wish I never tried. Oregon Trail, the card game. I've heard nothing but terrible I've things about that. same about that. Return to Dark Tower and side effects. I, well, I, I wanted to play. I actually talked to the, the publishers about side effects and was wanting to, to get a copy of that. Mm, I thought it was supposed well, to be really good. He says, by far the cringiest game I've ever played. And at times, a depressing look in the mirror at some of the toughest challenges I've faced in my life. <laughs> yeah, Interesting. There you go. Rob Grieco, three games everyone should try. Azul, mm-hmm. Nemesis, Terraforming Mars. Mm. <laughs> okay. So he says not all games need to be pretty to be good. So the theme of Shifty Eye Spies, you're all sitting at a table trying to covertly communicate with each other with nothing but your eyes. Oh, God. It's technically not a board game as there's no board. Uh, each spy is assigned an identity, a specifically colored spy tile that's on display to everybody. You then draw a card of a different colored spy and a location. The player must wink at the colored spy whose card they drew, and then mm. they must wait for that spy to signal with their eyes which location they must go. So basically, you're trying to get their The spy's tiles look pretty cool. You've got Anyways. a good wink, Enrique. It's pretty good. It's not as pronounced as I thought you would do. <laughs> Yours are more of a blink. Yeah. A one-eyed blink. I do the emphatic. One important part of the game is that anybody at the table can call out another spy if they see a stray wink between other players. Mm. This stops the spies from successfully It's completing. wink. Yeah. You- there's a classic game of wink where you're just winking at people. You have to match up. You have to wink them out. It's like, or assassin, it was often yeah. called. Jay, look at me. Okay. Yeah, but you're not being, you're not being, uh, yeah. Wink. I've played Wink before. I'd rather play Wink, I think, than Shift Your Eyes Spies. Luke Holt, three to try. Oh my God. Luke. People, leave it to people. All right. Luke, leave it to it's people. fine. It's fine. Games I've never heard. That's my fault. I'm not gamey enough. Well, Sam said the wild boar. <laughs> You are Goesha, Nine Kings of Solomon. <laughs> this is a bore. Have you heard of Goesha, Nine Kings of Solomon? Kesha, she's that one. No. You get Golden Trans Am. Yeah. Blood yeah. Bowl, team manager. Yeah. War of the Ring, the card game. Yeah, I've heard about all those. So you never try. Sukiyemi. Never heard of it. Dojo Kun. Never heard of it. Bitoku. Tell where he's been hanging out. Chasson. Three games you should try. Stone Age, Cosmic, Raccoon Tycoon. All right. I approve all those, Chad. Three games slash foods I wish I had never tried. Formula D. Yeah, okay. German chocolate cake. Oh, yeah. Okay. Named after the Germans. No. Heart and brain. No. No, it's the We've had this discussion. Is many. I looked this up. Yes, we've had this discussion. You upset us each time you do that. It's not named after Germans. No, no, no. It was you, wasn't it? Yes. I keep. I Yes. It's not named after Germans. Albert Shaw, The Great Zimbabwe, Pax Porfiriana, Blood Bowl. Three you should never try. Fury of Dracula. I probably would dis- I would probably like Fury of Dracula because it's Whitechapel. Letters of Whitechapel. Oh, he says Fury of Dracula, Fury of Dracula, Fury of Dracula. Okay. They, uh, just- Paul Malloy, three to try. Nemesis, that's the second time I've heard that one. Mm-hmm. Blood on the Clock Tower, that's a massive game everyone loves. Oh, yeah. Shut is up that and sit party down. Game? Just shut up and sit down. And Root. Root. Okay. 
I do think everybody should play Root. Root's Uh, Root's an interesting game. I doesn't mean to like it. Nope, don't care for it. It's it's fine. Want to play it? Don't. It's weird. But some people like it. Interesting concept. Three to avoid. Munchkin never played it. Scythe. I agree. I don't know. Not to never play. That was one of my introductory games, and that's kind of holds a soft place in my heart, next to my fatty tissue. And Cosmic Encounter. Ooh, shots fired. Jerry. Well, I just, just people have opinions. They can be wrong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're almost, mm. we have three people left. Oh, Let's just my get God. sorry. Just power sorry. through it, you big boar. Trevor. Lost Cities, Biblios, Ticket to Ride. Three to try. Biblios, yeah. Food games, food slash games I wish I never tried. Vegemite. Sandwiches? Can the squid. Ooh. And Quelf. Quill? I think it's a gag. It's a weird quill. Quilf. Troy Clohesse. I hadn't heard from him in quilf? a while. Quilf? That sounds like when you flutter away really fast. I'm going to look that up. We got a quilf. Code names, unmatched Pluto. Yeah. Games everyone should avoid. Machi Koro. Look at there. Yeah. Scrabble. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. I hate Scrabble. Anything with exploding in the title. Kittens, babies, llamas, whatever. And Sam Rulo. You gonna avoid Sam Marillo? No, he's the last one. Oh, on the list. oh. <laughs> games everyone should try. El Grande. Jerry disagrees. The I, crew. I don't have a problem with El Grande. Regicide. I disagree with Regicide. Regicide's decent. Everyone should try. I en- it's a deck of cards. I enjoyed it. Everyone. Wait, what? Disagree. What is it? It's a deck of cards. That game that we played with Joffrey. Wasn't it Joffrey? No, it was no that we played that you played with, it with, with Joffrey. We you played, played with Natty. Yeah, yeah. Games oh, I wish uh, I didn't try. The little card try. game with the cards and you're fighting the jack. Cosmic the Encounter. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bonanza. We got that for free at BGG Sprint and BGG. Just played oh, it. Yeah. It's okay. You did? Yeah, it's okay. It's, a family, it's a family game. And Time Stories. Still haven't played you, Time Stories. So That's see, it. You, you got all your plugs in on your question. Well, you know, when you ask the people and then they write in, they like to hear the And I think it'd be nice if all these people would leave a you. like and subscribe. And vote for us. Do not vote for us. Please. Desperately. Vote or not to vote. We're three reviews away from having 100 on Apple. No, no. We got it. No, we're not. We We already got it. By the time this comes out, we have got it. Trust me. Apples. For the 100th review. Hmm. We're not going to do anything special. <laughs> no, I don't know why you're, why you're acting like we'll just We'll just read it. Like, we'll, we'll, read read it. it. Yeah, it we'll read a review. We'll read the next three we'll, reviews. The next positive we'll review. We'll give out a special thing. We will read the next three reviews <laughs> that go. gets us to 100. There you go. Because uh, presently, the, the last one was some guy that had positive things to say about us. Oh, good. Before like him, though, was someone that had negative things to say. That's I want to hear about the negatives. Read the negatives. So the, the negative guy said. No, read all the negatives. Mm. Can you sort by the negatives? So, so, oh, RIP. September 11th, 2023 is when he left the review. Ooh. Goofy and unfunny. With How? so many good shows out there. Why listen to this? It's not good at all. Well, all right. No argument. I mean, can't argue he, with him. He, that's, that's his opinion. Yes. Yeah. His opinion. We, I think sometimes we are goofy. But the last them. review was by uh, someone whose name was Polarite. Mm-hmm. November 30th. I kind of like these guys. They're okay in my book. Five stars. Fun shit. Well, that's not kind of liking. That's really liking. He really, really does like it. Let me, can you sort by all the bad reviews? Let me look at uh, them. Is there not a way to? No. You can't just look is. at the one star? Let me look at them. Hold on. Give it to me. me There's not a way to look at it. Let me look at the. 
You can't just, you can't just go down and look at the bad reviews? No, it's not like Amazon where you just click on the star. 25-minute show, 15 minutes talking about blah movies. Yeah. <laughs> mm, he'll love this episode. <laughs> well, no, because I like that. I, He's not listening, though. Pretty unbearable to listen to. I remember that guy. It was like we three, are. Years, three years ago. Uh, great show, fun game, but I bet these guys would be great to game with, but still games worth it. Yeah, it's fine. I, I like I like the negativity. I think it's good. I think most of them that leave a one-star review don't leave any, you know, critiques. It's like one star. Well, I want to know why. But they did. They were not funny. No, that's a, that, the, our rating is lower than the amount of oh, only the, the, the percentage oh. of the. Well, most people don't leave like four star, like they're all reviews. five star or it's one either star. Five or one. Yeah, that's goofy. Oh, that's why I don't like any types of these reviews because you just can't. St- you can't. You know, I don't know. It's not objective. Obvious. Because I don't think that we're a five star show. I don't think we're a one star. <laughs> A 10-star show. We're not I a 10-star show. I think we're a three and a half, possibly a solid four. We're not a one-star show. I thought you didn't like that three and a half. Kind. I don't, but that does that. It does the pseudo how many stars, but we're going to do point whatever. Because technically the show's a so we're, 4. We're sh- four. Are we a strong four? Uh, we're like, a three and a half to four. Okay. I'm going to go, and that's prideful. It's pretty, we're above average. Okay. Because what makes it bad? What makes it bad? What, what makes it a three and a half? What makes it three and a half to four? Mm-hmm. I think that in terms of actual board game dissemination of information and putting out an actual description of the game and how it plays, there's tons of other po- podcasts that do that. Uh, and I think that that is not our strong suit. I think we are, we can be very dismissive of some games. And this is yeah. something I think of whenever we review games. And I, well, I don't think of it when we review it. I think of it when I hear this and then I look in hindsight of games. I've said this game sucks. Yes. Is the fact that this person put out a designed, published and got a game out there. Right. I've done nothing except play it and say, I don't like this game. It sucks. Well, let me let me and let me. Now, you were not here for my rant that I had about uh, reaction culture, like YouTube reaction videos and how that's you're basically You've touched the earth. upon it before. Okay. Yes. It's the same thing where people just show somebody else's video and they're just commenting on mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. which is essentially what we're doing when you just review a game. If you're just reviewing a game, all you're doing, you, you are basically part of that algorithm. You're a reaction podcast. Yes. You're reacting to this game. That somebody else has created. Now, you can argue that you're offering a service because your reviews and what you're putting out to people is getting people's attention. So, there is some marketing aspect to that. So, I can see that argument. I think the reason that we're a three and a half and not just an average would be that uh, we do more than just the board games. It's the banter and the other things for which we do that add. The in-depth look at Star Wars. Yes. I think that. And plus the naturalness of our podcast where we don't script anything. No. Which nothing also, artificial here. Which also would ever also very much <laughs> it's the good and the bad. It is the good and the bad because you can't do improv. Our greatest strength is our greatest yes, weakness. Yes, yes. Like, like, like you can't you can't have like go to an improv comic thing and hope for the best. Some nights are great and some nights are on. And I think that's this show. Yes, and see, Enrique's useless. Yes, he, just, he looks see? at me. He oh, was that? I wasn't even looking at you. Exactly. See, if this was a professional podcast, we could overlook such things like this, How but we dare cannot you? because they're too meta and, and unprofessional. But that's okay. 
So really leave us a review, five stars, because we are going to win that Golden Geek at Never. some point in time. Do not vote for us. Yes, I want to win Do it. Do not. It doesn't matter. I'll say again, it, vote it or doesn't not. Matter. As long as we are held in respect no, and love. I want to our- win it. <laughs> I want to win it so that I can go to that Dice Tower If you thing. remember Wait, how hardcore Ben Maddox shield for that Golden Geek. He didn't gig. shield. He deserved it. I want to No. Go- he shielded. I didn't say he didn't deserve. One hundred percent, he deserves yes. it. Yes, he is putting out. He's putting out a string of interviews here lately. I absolutely so, yes. love with with Jude, mainly because they're people I care about. Yes, and listen to. Yes, we the designers, care about Matthew Jude. The designers, I just, I don't, I mean, I appreciate your work. Yeah, forget not, those guys who I'm provide us with content. I'm not interested <laughs> in the process. I do think. But he goes further than that. As I said previously, Ben deserves the reward. Yes, but if we get the golden gig, then maybe we'll get invited to go to that Dice Tower Retreat thing. I'm not going to lie. And I want to oh, go there. Never. Dan's going. Who? Dan Hughes. Who? The no. Narcissist Podcast. No, I was going to no, And I want to go. If you would win, you would go to the retreat. You would meet Tom, and you would have to say who, who, who. Listen, Tom knows a couple me. of owls up in here. Tom, I'm not going to lie; that would be the hysterical thing. I have met Tom. Who? <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Who are you, Owl Green? <laughs> That's not funny. I want to take. I want to take Enrique. Just send Enrique to the Dice Tower thing. He's like, Tom. I'm here. <laughs> Just show up, and they they would be saying who, who? Do you not know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> Golden Geek winner. A parachute in. Golden Geek nominee. Fall from 80 feet. Break your <laughs> right side. And it's quickly throw some ants on him and you'll survive. We don't need a defibrillator. We have an ant farm, <laughs> an alien ant farm. Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? I'm fine. <laughs> That's a great song. R.I.P. Michael Jackson. He's dead too. When did he die? He didn't. I mean, yeah. Whether or not China White. A, huh? China White is what he was taking. Profanol. Mm-hmm. I was not calling him China White. That's, I was not say That's the term for the profanol that he was using, <laughs> which is an anesthetist. China. China. And it China. will wipe you out. Do you remember the wrestler woman named China? I do. She missed her timing. It was. It had been great. It was pretty sad. It was pretty sad. She was like top of the game. What happened to like, her? She ended up like doing like adult movies and just kind of like fell off like pg-13 move no oh. no not like not like i got you five custer books gotcha. like she just kind of had a fall from grace even though she was a top-notch wrestler like no one had ever seen anyone like her before i'm going off a weird china tangent yeah, I'm here about to say Man, i don't even really like, <laughs> like, I, like, I like that she just decided i have to defend I have to defend this woman's honor. This wrestler that nobody remembers. Like, nobody. <laughs> nobody remember her. Nobody. Nobody. Oh, okay. Like John Cena. <laughs> Don't you mess with John Cena. We got it. We got it. We got it. Okay. Well, this was a, an interesting podcast. Thank uh, you, Michael, for your question. That uh, If you're not pleased with that response of an uh, in-depth look at the anti-hero terminology. Which I didn't mean to get into, but we did. But, you know, you always help me see things from a way that ah, I never even, I don't think, and I had this, this, I made a comment the other day in, uh, to Bubba in front of Bubba, and he like walks up to me, when you said this, did you mean da-da-da-da-da? 
I'm like, oh, I meant this and this and that. And I'm being very vague because nobody cares what it was about. And I told him, I said, Bubba, I'm telling you, I don't think this deeply about stuff. I just said it. I said it. This is what I meant. Okay. Well, I kind of wondered if you meant, you know, everybody's got, Bubba's like, everybody's got layers like an onion. That's a Shrek term. You know? I know. I was like, okay, Bubba, but you and Jared, y'all are the ones that think this deeply about stuff. Like, I think most people think deeply on stuff. Okay, well, Not maybe me. I'm the one that you know doesn't. I, I think I think that might be the case. But anyway, so um, anyway, we miss Bubba. Bubba, you should come back on our show sometime. I know. He's, I he's, know he's, he he's working. I can trank him and just kind of drag him over Maybe here. for the new year. Maybe for maybe the call-in so. episode. Maybe so. That'd be fantastic. This won't get... be out before then. This is too meta because we'll probably. This is our second show. Crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is so, after so New Year's. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe if it, here's the thing. If Bubba did come on, we were really that glad. That was awesome. That was awesome. But if Bubba, he didn't come on, you. that was sad. Friggin' Bubba never uh, shows up anymore. Had, he was busy. He ain't going to show up. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Until next time, I'm Gabby. This is Jerry. Thank you for tolerating this episode of the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. Thank you.